This is your Berea podcast, and you can find the library at http colon slash slash berea.transistor.fm and hmnauthor.com. Thank you for librarying over there. I know that's not up there yet, but it's going to come soon. So thank you in advance and thank you for helping us. Now, this podcast is a follow-up to a blast cast that was done on in the If You Were a Christian series. And if you were a Christian, you'd know these two books. So let's do a recap of that and a review of it, and then we'll go from there. Okay. If I have it ready. Maria Blastcast yeah, in the series of If You're a Christian or just in general. I mean, this could be under any category, but we'll put it there for now. Did you know that back in the day, maybe someday today, you tell me, what are your thoughts? That the, the Christians in the United States had two books on their tables, their coffee tables. Do you know what they were? By the way, sorry for no lead-in music anymore. It went away. I don't know where it went. <laughs> I guess we could put that it back in somehow or whatever, but I don't know where it went. And these are just one-minute blast casts as it is. But back to the point. Do you know what those two books are? I added one because I started out with two books. And then when I heard this story, I was like, wow, okay, now I have three that hang around me most of the time. So what are the two books that most people have? There's your blast cast. We'll visit it on further in the mini cast and podcast. Okay, so we're going to kind of just miss that mini cast because I can't do a reading and everything that I had planned in the mini podcast, which I was hoping I could do. I started doing a dry run of it and it was going a little longer over the general 15 minutes. So, and I do want to get one reading in for you from one of these books. So what are the two books? Okay. That would sit on people's, I don't know when back in the day, I definitely, I said the coffee table, but in a place of reverence. And for those of you that are in other countries, cause this is coming out of the United States. If this re- resounds to you and you guys do something like this, I want to know about it. And I know these will be on different platforms. This is starting out on, at, you know, in the library of http colon slash slash berea.transistor.fm or an hmnauthor.com is going to put the library there as well so you guys know where the originals are and then eventually these will pop up on different platforms no doubt and you'll have a place to like or share or comment um but you can always go to the original source that i just gave you and you can find these there but I want to eventually see what your comments are because I do see the analytics and that there are other people in different countries looking at this. So in the United States back in the day, the two books were what? One was the Bible and the other one was the Fox's Book of Martyrs. Now, what's that? Okay. Some of you might be even saying, what's the Bible? I hope not. Um, or even what's the Fox's Book of Martyrs? We should know that. And considering that the United States supposedly has this t- circulating statistic of there are two Bibles in every home. You know what? I really hope that's true because some people are going to be digging them out. Like I know people that have five of Dr. Summerall's Bibles in their garage. Okay. I know who that man is and I would really love to have one of those. And I was actually told I would have one. And then I realized that they were given from a wrong motive as well. And then uh, fake giving, not the heart there. And guess where those Bibles still are? They're still in that box. Anyhow, you know, you got to forgive people when they do that, when they say, yeah, you're going to give you that. And then they just, woo, I don't know where they went. They go far away um, because their their heart was wrong. I have to forgive people like that because I was super excited about that. But anyway, let's move on. I have a Bible and I'm super happy. Um, and it goes in a special spot and it's open. And it also has uh, my other book that I was going to share. I told you there are two for me, the dictionary. I'm like, I tell people, I'm like, I tell, I tell people just in general, own a dictionary. You know, I've worked with editors and I'm like, how do you edit without a dictionary? Like a regular one. That is what happens when you're north of 50, I guess. But golly, what happens if the internet's down? You still need to edit and work. Like I do work offline and then I go online. Actually, I have two do- two rooms I go in there. You know, this one goes in this room. And then once I get it all prepared, it'll go up and, you know, go over here. I mean, that's just one method of how I do some things. But, you know, some generations don't even have that. Dictionary and a Bible were the ones I was carrying. And then when I heard about the Fox's Book of Martyrs, I'm like, well, what's that? Now, when I first got a hold of one, ah, that was a rough reading. And it was actually the Jesus Freak book. 
That'll even date me some too there from the um, back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so these two books were reverenced. The Fox's Book of Martyrs and the Bible. And then add the dictionary to it. You got a good, you got a good place of reverence in your household and you have unending entertainment stories and absolutely fabulous, you know, hallmarkish, every, I mean, every kind of story you would want right there that you can read. So make sure you know how to read and you've got it going on. And that is one of the most important things you can do in your life. And then next to that is have someone that can read to you. So the Fox's Book of Martyrs, a little plug here. Some people ask me, they go, well, where, where should we give? And that's a hard thing to answer because you're responsible for every thought, word, and deed and every idle word. You know, I care about the things that I influence and the things that I say. I hope you do too, to anybody. And I'm like, well, I feel comfortable and satisfied giving to so-and-so and so-and-so. And this particular organization is in the top five. Okay. So I, I feel pretty confident. Go look them up yourself. If there's anything, this is 2023, but if there's anything that flags you about this organization that is unclean or you're getting a check mark, I want to know about it. You can just email me at heather.berea at gmail.com. I would like to know that. All right. I, there's a team of us that will research that stuff. We care about who we um, refer things or where people put their money because I'm one of the top people you're going to come across and go, you better watch where you put your money, especially it's in the religion stuff. Because, you know, where you put your money is also what you serve. And the first, th the first case scenario of that is when you actually, you know, give money to a religion or to your church. You really, really need to know what their creeds are and what they're actually serving. I mean, I know people that have been Christians for 20 years and they were happy to go to a church that, you know, is glitter dusting and feathering. And I'm like, where's that in the Bible, bro? You know, and and so there's a, a so sneaky and delusional. The discernment, you know, is is obvious to some, and you have to stay in love because you want to snatch people out of that. Because when you're in it, they may not see what you may see. It's just like people that are lost; they don't see what you see. That is, if you think you're saved, and if you think you're a Christian. Oh, so let me do a little plug here. If you were a Christian, you would know who. The Voice of the Martyrs are, V-O-M. And it would be a, a organization that I would feel comfortable if you were doing charity to suggest. Um, and actually go visit. They have a really fantastic little, I don't know, I don't have the right word, but you can go in and look around. And they actually have an old version, like the 1500, the actual Fox's Book of Martyrs there. Yeah, very cool. And uh, the gentleman that that, whole organization is built off of is a whole nother story and should be a whole nother podcast in itself. So I feel comfortable saying that. Now, the reason I want to put a caveat on that, this is 2023. And I already told you that if something weird happens, email me and I will feel, I will happily redact that never send your money to that person or this person, but I do not take lightly who I refer. For example, and, and I'm emphasizing this just because of what's gone on last week, last week, one of my other top favorite, they haven't fallen off yet, but now my balls are on them, you know. Um, one of my other top favorite suggestions and satisfied, totally good, feel good about the money that, I, you know, my hands give to, some, you know, hoping and promoting the, you know, the good news, okay. Um, I felt very comfortable and to this date at this moment, I have I'm I have my eyes on something because it looks like they're about to be challenged is answers in Genesis. What a powerhouse of an organization. What Ken Ham is, you know, you either oppose him or you don't, but that that's the way that is in 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 this realm if you really read your Bible and you're looking at the Jesus in the Bible kind of thing. That man there's a whole nother podcast on his own, which I'm happy to visit, but I will be interested to see what happens to them in the next, I don't know, between now, well, let's just say now and next year, because their, their baseline is shifting. They have new leadership and it's shifting slowly. Um, but someone that's been around a while and knows a baseline of a particular organization, when you see it shift, you see it shift. They've been flagged by the way. Um, I mean, I, I got things in the mail and I'm like, do you guys know that this is on your mailings? Do you know what this means? 
Do you know what these symbolisms mean? No, I, I got, I got the, the minor pushback at first. Just the, the first thing anybody says when they, you know, when they might have to defend something or and it should never be that way. It should be like, tell me what you see and move on from there. But, um, that'll be in another podcast in itself, but you have to be aware. Discernment is so important. Just like the, where you put your money in the, in the glitter God thing. You do not want to put your money in a church that is promoting non, well, here, where you put your money is going to be what you represent. That's it. That's all. And you may be given your worship, which is your money. And it's not even your money because he gives you hands to work to give you money. You're giving back. You're representing something that's unclean. So you want to think about that. Now, now I didn't I didn't plan on saying all that stuff. That's more than I planned. But um, the, the two books, the Bible and the Fox's Book of Martyrs. And then I was carrying around the dictionary. So now I have three and they should be in a special place. If they, are, if they mean something to you. And they mean something to me. What? Tell me what they mean to you. I'd like to know. Now, I do plan on doing a reading. And I just flipped open the book in the Fox's Book of Martyrs. And I wanted, and I just picked one. Now, I started reading it. And, and I realized that it would be longer than a mini um, podcast. So this will go over 15 minutes. But I've never read this one. So forgive my English on already their older English. Or this is actually revised, so it's not so bad. But... Um, I'm by no means a professional, anything in this arena, even this podcasting thing is new to me. This is like what number 16 or something, you know, and I even lost my lead in music and, um, I just kept going just so you know, I'll put lead in music. It's around somewhere. I don't, I had them tracked up to where they were just going and looping, but I'm, you get my voice. Anyway, this is chapter eight from the book. All right, this is Persecution and Martyrdom of Jerome of Prague, 1416. Okay, here we go. Jerome of Prague was born in 1370. He was a Bohemian church reformer and wandering scholar. He attended several universities and seminaries in various cities, Prague, Paris, Heidelberg, Cologne, and Oxford, during which he learned to speak excellent English. At Oxford, he became acquainted with the writings of John Wycliffe. We will... We'll visit him, by the way. And while there, translated many of them from English into the Czech language. His books were circulated throughout Bohemia, and it was from these that John Huss learned about the doctrines of Wycliffe. When Jerome returned to Bohemia, he found that his books were widely read in the city and the university, and that John Huss had become the chief promoter of them and Wycliffe's teachings. So he immediately associated himself with Huss, and they worked together and in the endeavor from that time on. After Huss was betrayed and arrested at the Council of Constance, Jerome went to Constance, arriving there on April 4, 1415, about three months before Huss was burned. He entered the city secretly for fear of being arrested and consulted with some of the leaders of those who had also believed in Wycliffe's doctrines. They easily convinced him that he could be of no service to Huss because of the council's unchangeable determination to condemn and burn Huss as a heretic. Jerome then went to Eidelberg, an imperial town that was under the protection of the emperor, and sent a letter to Emperor Sigismund, forgive me if I say that wrong, stating that he was willing to appear before the council on Huss's behalf if the emperor would give him safe conduct. Sorry, my arm's rubbing there. Safe conduct. This was refused. And then he wrote to the council of Constance concerning the same manner and was refused both in the appearance of Huss's behalf and safe conduct. Jerome then started back to Bohemia, taking with him several certificates signed by nobles and Constance in Eidelberg, which stated that he had done all he could to obtain a hearing on Huss's behalf. He never made it back to Bohemia, however. In the city of Hershaw, Germany, he was illegally seized by an officer on the orders of the Duke of Salzbach, who was certain that he would receive thanks from the Council of Constance for such an acceptable service to them. The council was notified that Jerome was in custody and they requested he be brought to them immediately. A German prince on horseback assigned to guard Jerome met them on the way with numerous attendants. He had Jerome's feet shackled and a long chain around his neck. He then triumphantly and with great fanfare led Jerome back to Constance where Jerome was put into a foul dungeon to await the pleasure of his inquisitors. 
Jerome's treatment was much like that given to Huss, except that he was confined considerably longer and was often moved to a different prison. It was nearly a year after his capture before he was brought before the council. There he asked to plead on his own cause and was refused. Whereupon he shouted forth these words, What cruelty is this? For 340 days I have been confined in various prisons. This is not a misery or a want that I have not explained. There is not a misery or a want that I have not experienced. <laughs> I experienced, sorry. Let me do it again because I'm trying to be a little narrative here. What is the cruelty in this? For th 340 days I have been confined in various prisons. There is not a misery or a want that I have not experienced. You have allowed all of my enemies to accuse me as such as they wish. And you have denied me the smallest opportunity to defend myself. Not one hour will you give me to prepare for my trial. You have swallowed the most malicious statements against me. You have represented me as a heretic without knowing my doctrine, as an enemy of the faith without knowing what faith I possess, as a persecutor of the priest before you who have had an opportunity to know my view on the matter. You are a general counsel, and in you is contained all that is all that this world can impart of wisdom, solemnity, and holiness. But you are still men, and men are often fooled by words and appearances. The higher your character is for wisdom, the more you should be careful not to fall into foolishness. The cause I wish I, I wish to plead on my own cause, the cause of men, the cause of Christians, is the cause that will affect the rights of future generations, no matter in what way the testing process is applied to me. Oh, no. Jerome's outburst did not affect the council. And when he had finished, they read the charges against him, which can be summed up under five headings. Okay. That he ridiculed the papal dignity. That he, number two, that he opposed the Pope. Number three, that he was an enemy of the cardinals. Number four, that he was a persecutor of the bishops. And number six, oops, that must be an error in this book because it says number six. Number five, that he was a halter of the reli Christian religion. Jerome denied all the charges and was returned to prison. There he was hung repeatedly by his heels over a period of 11 days, brought back to the council and threatened with worse torture. Jerome agreed that his that the writings of John Wycliffe were false and that John Huss had been fairly condemned and burned as a heretic. He was returned to prison where he was no longer tortured and received better treatment. Before long, however, it became obvious that Jerome did not truly agree with the, that he had not truly agreed with the council. He retracted his denunciation of Wycliffe and Huss and 107 new articles of heresy were drawn up against him. Although there were many bigoted people who did not want Jerome given an opportunity to speak because they were afraid his persuasive way of speaking might change the minds of even the most prejudiced, the council allowed him to defend himself. In his defense, Jerome made an excellent distinction between the evidence that is based on facts and evidence that is supported only by malice and lies. He detailed for the council the course and the conduct of his life and said that even the greatest and most holy men had been known to differ from their opinions and openly discuss them so that they could find the truth, not conceal it. He spoke contemptuously of those who would try to make him retract his beliefs and teachings, defending the doctrines of Wycliffe, spoke highly of Huss, and said that he was willing to follow that holy martyr to his death. As before, however, the council paid no attention to his words. He, like us, was condemned and sentenced to be burned at the stake as a heretic. Since he was not a priest, however, he did not have to experience the degradation that Huss did. The council gave him two days in which to recant, and during which the Cardinal of Florence did his utmost to win him over. But his words were no more effective on Jerome than Jerome's words had on the council. On the way to the stake, Jerome sang several hymns, and when he was taken to the exact spot where Huss was burned, he knelt down and prayed fervently. Then he embraced the stake before being chained, and when, he, when the executioner went behind him to light the faggots, he said to him, 
Come here in front of me and light the fire where I can see it. If I were afraid of it, I would have not come to this place. The fire was lit, and because the faggots were extremely dry, they flared into flames that quickly enveloped him. Jerome sang a hymn for a short time, but was soon silenced by the searing fire. His last words that could, come, that could be heard by the witnesses were, This soul in flames I offer Christ to thee. The day of his martyrdom was May 30th, 1416. Though the palpal inquisitors hoped otherwise, the flames of martyrdom spread the fire of the true gospel throughout the civilized world. Jerome had translated Wycliffe's writings from English to Czech and thereby planted seeds of truth that would never stop growing. Soon God would raise up another man who would translate the New Testament from the Papist Latin, which kept knowledge of the scriptures hidden from the common people into English. In Revelation 2.12, the risen Christ wrote to the churches at Pergamos, Repent, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and I will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Now the word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit, Ephesians 6.17, was about to come against an unrepentant church. Oh, wow. Okay, so I read that just because I just flipped open the book. I haven't read through all of this. Are you kidding? There's all kinds of stuff. And this is probably the hardest stuff for me to read. And honestly, when I got the Jesus Freaks book, because that was where I found out about um, martyrs. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you know Jesus died on a, a Roman crucifix. And you know that there was a sacrifice made, and we hear all about that. But you don't... Man, you just... It's there's something wrong with how the religions put that out. And when I started reading the Jesus Freak book and I, I saw how the disciples, you know, that ran from him when he was Jesus, when he was unlawfully condemned, they all ran as he said he would. And as it was predicted, as it was prophesied way early, hundreds of years, many, many years before you know, the sheep uh, would be scattered, you know, thing. When I when you see all that, and then you, but you read these known accounts of people, and I'm going to try and do that every once in a while. Maybe I'll do a mini podcast of just the readings because there's no copyright on those. And I'm very conscientious about, you know, getting the, uh, I want to be appropriate. But um, I'll read them every once in a while. When I started reading those in the Jesus Freak book, I was like, Oh, it just pierced me, you know, as a human. I wasn't really, you know, I don't know how to explain my personality, but I like to read and I don't, and I like, I have been through so many under, you know, religion things. And I grew up in a, in a certain type of home. I mean, there was a Buddha in my backyard when I was one years old, a big Buddha. Okay. I was a Jehovah witness and I was knocking on doors at six years old, you know, um, there's a lot of things about my life that have always had me inquisitive of the spiritual world. And that'll, uh, that word will appeal to many, but just in, in, in religions, I was always kind of just turned off to in general, cause I could just see, I just see, you know, what that is. It's kind of like I referred to in another podcast, it's like sitting in the, you know, the guy's sitting in the matrix in the movie and he's looking at the matrix. He's watching it all night. Okay. And Neil comes up to him and he's like, what are you looking at? He doesn't see what, you know, the guy that's in the command center is monitoring. And he's like, oh, I just see brunette and blonde and blah, blah, blah. Well, I look at religion, so I just see, you know, that, you know, is a money grinder. This one is serving other stuff. This one is just getting people to sit on a pew for 30 years. This is one's dead. It's, you know, I mean, I have a different, sadly, I have a different way of looking at it. I know that's a little weird, but it you don't know my background, but you got a little bit of it there. But the point of me saying this is that I've always been reading these type of things. But one, this book of martyrs never could really get through it. Even the Jesus Freak book couldn't get through it. I actually did finally read that one, but I haven't got through the Fox's Book of Martyrs. I'm north of 50, just so you know. It's just tough reading. Live, real accounts of humans that are so sold out and, and not understand what it is that makes them do that, you know, but it's like the, it's like the Christians in general, you got to look back. I mean, the preachers don't really preach. Let's look back at how these disciples scattered and why and what turned them 
completely opposite, completely opposite. They ran when Jesus was being crucified, but boy, they came back and they, it, it spread. The good news spread of Jesus. And what is that good news? We'll cover that on a whole different day. I don't know that I could pull that off, but I'm going to try because it's my, it's my hope. I have hope in that. I've looked at other religions, can't find a hope in one of them, you know, uh, but I've, I've, I see hope in, in, in that Bible. So now you're, I'm going a little further than I expected on, on just some things, but hopefully this will give you stuff to think about. And, and maybe you have a, a life that's charted kind of the same way. Maybe you're a little younger than me and you're like, wow, I've never even heard about this. I just know my parents do a religion thing or my parents are a sp spiritual thing and I'm kind of going their way or kind of want to go my own way or kind of whatever. Okay. Um, I never even heard of the Jesus of the Bible or why he's so important, how, how he, when he died and the reason why those disciples went and took that good news that he gave to the whole world is because he was resurrected. And that's a known fact, by the way, don't get, don't get sideways on anybody telling you otherwise. And it's fact. Um, he was, he was, he resurrected and that did it. They all came back together and were like, we're ready to die for this man. So that kind of conviction I wanted to know about, I still want to know about, I want to know about it. I want to know people like that. I want to know why they think that I like people that are convicted. That's one thing that a lot of the other religions have. When I was a Jehovah witness at six years old, what kind of zealot you know, zealousness and zealot, do you have to be? It's so interesting though, because when I would knock on those doors, you know, and I'm just a kid, just trying to do what I was told <laughs> and I didn't see nothing wrong with it. I loved God. Even as a little kid, I loved God. And, and I learned more from their little Bible story book, you know, the Holy Spirit, the true living God used that Bible story book to anchor me to some really cool things. You know, their hymn book, I still remember those songs. We're Jehovah's Witnesses. Now that's not one I really like, but there are other ones that I like, you know, and then I remember. So I, I'm going a little into my, into some of what my life is like, but that's not necessary. But guess who was the, who slammed the door in my face the most as a six-year-old? And this is no shame to them because as a six-year-old, you don't know any different. Like I had no hate towards them. I just moved on to the next door, knock on the door. And then like, hi, um, would you like to have this or whatever I did back then? Cause I was just an itty bitty, you know, it, it was the Christians that slammed the door in my face. And now I look back and I'm like, man, I had to forgive all them too, because somewhere in there that could put up a, a seed of rejection or, you know, I don't know. But there's got to be something said for an adult that can slam a door in a kid's face. Ah, okay. I didn't plan on going there, but let's go there. And here's, here, here's this for you. Don't do that. Don't do that. You Christians, you open the door on Halloween, you give them candy and you know, you, ha you have, you have your, you take your kids out on, on, on the only day that even, you know, Anton LaVey is like, at least we can get the Christians celebrating, a, you know, our holiday on this date. You hypocrites. Okay. Don't do that to kids though. Okay. If you're going to sit there and, you know, give candy out on a, on the high holy day of Satanists and say you're a Christian, but slam the door on a little kid's face just because they want to hand you a track. I really, really, you wonder why this, you know, this whole, this whole podcast has been set up and there's a lot of different reasons. And as long as I'm breathing, I'm going to bring everyone to life because I want people to be different and I'm not the only one. I'm the primary mouthpiece for this, but I'm grateful for the people that are behind me that are helping me. I'm grateful for the, for the courage that it even took me to get to do this. And I, I could thank those people, but it's not necessary. I'm incredibly grateful. I come from a place of gratitude. Actually, we're going to cover that in the motivational series because that matters. Um, you know, my point being this, keep a book, keep whatever book it is, but have it in a special place that matters to you because that's, that's, it should matter to you. I have a dictionary and a Bible, and I carry them with me. So if I run into you, and you hear me talk about hashtag I am one, and you don't have a Bible, I'm going to give it to you. 
if I, you happen to see me in an antique store because I'm rubbing through books just to see if I could find something that's like older than me, you know, a hundred years old or something, how precious is that? Or a book like what I told you, the books, this book, uh, the Fox of Martyrs book. I mean, it's right here. This is so cool. This book is copywritten in 1926. It's phenomenal. I mean, and I tried to read it and some of the, I don't understand some of it, you know, so maybe I'll visit it on another podcast, but let me wrap it up for this. So the two books from back in the day are what? Yep. The Bible and the um, Fox's Book of Martyr. I add the dictionary to it. I think with those three things in your front living room, you could probably just take your TV and just chuck it out the window. Okay. Just roll it out there. Just roll it out there. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you may see America just take baseball bats to their TVs and by the time by the time we're all done. You never know, okay? Um, but there's de- that that could be a tea time thing. It, there's a story about how I walked around the corner and I saw my neighbor chucking all this stuff and he's I'm like, "What are you doing? A big pile." He's like, "I'm going to have the people come and get the dump stuff." I'm like, "Wow." Okay. He goes, I'm going to get the TV next. I'm like, <laughs> can I get a picture of that? And he's like, yeah. I go, I want to come and get a picture. And I did. Cause that's funny. You know, TV is, you really, it's a, it should just, you got to have, you have a, you got to put chain on that people. And then the extension of that is obviously your, your online. Okay. Really the, your, your God is your entertainment and you know, your, you know, what is it? Yep. That's what it is. Right. And it's in the in the Bible should be probably mean a little more. But we'll talk more about these things in other podcasts. I hope that you will tell me when these get on other platforms or tell the whoever the content creator is, wherever you see and be kind, you know, um, or parts of this or whatever. I hope you, you know, like, comment, share and 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 put your two cents in. I told you about I talked a lot on this one. This is going into 30 minutes, but I I said some stuff I meant. Because I don't, there are very few things that I will recommend big time. I am there and it's even becoming skinnier by the day, folks, you know, but the, the voice of the martyrs to this date in 2023 is one I would feel comfortable and satisfied about putting my money into as well as, you know, suggesting it to someone answers in Genesis was in borderline is it is right at the moment, but I'm telling you, they're about to be tested. They have a new leader coming in. And they've got they've got teams already embedded in there in in occultic stuff, so pray for them. That's actually where that should just go, and 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 let's see how they decide they handle this stuff. They're about to influence hundreds of women at the women's conference, and they've got mandalas on on their on their promotion and their branding. They have the flower of life. Now, if you're if you were a Christian, you would know what those two things are. I'm probably going to add that into if you were a Christian. Actually, that's on the list because of this thing that's happened this past week. And you wouldn't take it lightly. Um, Answers in Genesis is about to have another conference following that on the cult. I actually have an ear over there to one of their top guys um, because I have given to them for over the years. And I said something to him. I go, and you know, you got to be brave when you do this. I mean, I chucked the first thing and I'm like, that's kind of odd. That's not their normal baseline of, you know, how, how they brand things for kids or for new upcoming or events. This is something I looked at it and I knew what it was immediately. And I'm like, okay, I'm just being weird. I'm overemphasizing probably like what the guy is that I talked to, you know, but it takes a lot of courage to call someone and go, Hey, you know, have you looked at what's coming out of your, your stuff? You know, (sighs) we'll see what happens. I did my part. Nah, you have to have a lot of courage. But when I got the last one, I got a, you know, in the mail, the brochure and I looked at it and I'm like, okay, I, you know, I'm churning in the gut and I'm praying about it. And I'm like, fine, I'll, I'm going to take this is like the third thing. Okay. I, in threes, I pay attention to stuff. This is the third thing I got. I didn't plan on talking about this, but it's well worth it. Cause who knows where this podcast will go. And I want you guys to pray for that, that organization. And let's see what they do. But the third one I got, I looked at it and I'm like, they're like, oh, I signed up for the women's conference in April. I'm like, I'm looking at it. It's got purple. I'm looking at the emblems. I'm like, interesting. And then I see, you know, the t-shirt and I'm like, oh, come on. Okay. And then I look, you know, I'm looking at the branding and I'm like, come on. Okay. Now, which one is that? Now, anybody else in the world is going to be able to tell you that. 
if you're not a Christian, oh, and America's got a bunch of lukewarmers, okay? S- sorry, but we're representing a couple different churches in Revelation right now. The Lord is, is going to move as he's going to move, as people's hearts repent. That's another podcast in itself. But um, I'm like, okay, because they got the mandala there and they got the dang flower of life. They've got the color purple. They got the sword pointed down on the on the on the word. Okay, now you don't know my background, but all those are symbol symbolisms to me. Okay, so I'm like, what? Why is this? And I'm like, man, I'm just making a big deal out of it. But I'm like, I'm actually interested in the conference. So I I hit the the QR code and I look it up and I'm like, oh, but I'm really interested in like purchasing one of these one of these uh, packet things because they want to put this stuff in your hand and I want I want one in my hand right now. Okay, because I want to look directly at it so I know very clearly what I'm about to what I'm about to do. Because I will do it if I need to. And I did already. And um, but I can't get it. You cannot access that package of all the swag. It's an add-on to the conference. I brought all this up when I made a conversation. It was very cleverly designed how how this was done. And I'm like, dang. And on the on the cover. And if I, if this wasn't a podcast, like if this was a show, I would show it to you. Um, I mean, I ripped that up, but I have it in a picture cause I sent it to my guy friend over there, you know, and I'm, I'm like looking at this and I'm like, okay, you got the mandalas on the columns. You have the branding on the shirts. You're going to have women carrying these around on the cups. You're going to have them in with a journal that they're going to be marking in for 365 days. If you were a Christian, you would not even touch that stuff. Okay, that's me. All right, here that's why if you were a Christian series is even about. I'm gonna nail one thing after another every day. I wake up. I'm just gonna keep the microphone close by and just as much because there's a lot of them. If you were a Christian, you would do this. If you were a Christian, you'd have hope. If you were a Christian, you would see this and you would not be a part of it. If you were a Christian, you would save someone from this and help them from that. And why? Okay, and then the, exp- the explaining will be further on that. This is going to be a little longer. This will be a true podcast, actually. So thank you for your patience with me and your patience in my reading, by the way. So the whole answers in Gen- Genesis thing is on a slow burn, and it's out of my hands. I've already passed it on. Now, other than prayer. So definitely join with me in prayer for answers in Genesis if they stay the course. Or if, they're, or if they are turning a new leaf in their leadership, and it's not godly, that it's well known. Because at, at this point, all, and, it, and if this is an infiltration that's at this, at this event, because let me just tell you how I look at that. You put branding in cups and stuff, you get it in their house, you get, you get these, f- go study what this stuff is. Yeah, this is a whole other podcast. I'll try and stay focused on this. You have to know this stuff. You cannot bring ungodly things into your house if you're a Christian. If you were a Christian, you would know what those things are, okay? And if you don't know what they are, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing so you can, you, can, you can walk this with me and we can do it together. I'm not perfect. I am just like you, actually. Um, you know, I, it took a ton of courage for me to call my friend over there and the guy that I've known for a while, he's been very kind to me throughout the years and it has invited me to special programs and stuff and and always checks in on me i'm so grateful for people like that and he's been faithful to the lord they're faithful to the lord over there i'm believing that there's like more real believers and strong believers over there that will root that out in a loving way and that's what i suggest i go you guys are about to have a cult event i go if you do this right and you address this right you're going to have a class act case study on how you deal with it and overcome good with evil and uproot it, okay? Because the first thing someone's going to say, oh, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know. What, oh, yeah, they know what they're doing. They know so well what they're doing. Christians are the ones that don't know what they're doing, okay? You people that say that you're Christians don't know what you're doing because you go to church one day a week, toss your money to a glitter God and a feather God, and don't even you can't even call that church and get prayer, Okay, and just so you know, I have fun times. All you Christian churches out there, I have fun times calling you. Okay, just to see. I listen to your voice messages. As a matter of fact, that'll be another part of the podcast series. Me calling and just getting, see if I even get a human. You you only don't even answer your phone. Uh, Some of you are taking this one that I'm referring to, the glitter god thing, the feather thing. Okay, this guy in Colorado, 
That way you can, if you're inspired, you can go figure it out on your own. And I don't mind, I'll talk, I don't mind talking about these because if, if, if I do, this is just getting long. I don't mind bringing what I know is firsthand because I don't mind putting my hand in something. If it's a firsthand thing, I'm going to tell you about it. If it's a, like a third hand thing, I'll be, I'll warn you about it. You can figure it out on your own. But if it's a firsthand thing and I'm involved in it because I'm a mind your own business kind of gal, like not my business until it's my business kind of thing you know, I, I'm going to let it be, but this is firsthand stuff here. You don't know, you don't, you, I make a phone call to your church. I want to know if you pray for people. They don't pray for people. They take Fridays off. They take their, they take the money from their people, you know, and I've been watching them since my friend asked me to, I was invited to that. See, if I get invited to something, I might, I might take you up on it. That gives me legal ground to do what I want, but that's a whole nother thing. And I don't do what I want in the, in the sake of me, me. It's do what I want. And like, what is it, Lord, that, that I was just invited to? Do you want me to, to what, how can I affect your kingdom in this manner? But in that case, I was invited to, to follow this new, uh, he broke off from a particular church. And I knew, I knew, and these are people that I've known for a long time. And I'm like, okay. But by the time we're wrapping that one up, He's a glitter god. I'm like I said. I'll call. I'll call churches. That'd be fun to do a podcast on. I'll tell you the ones I've called. You know, I've even shown up at some. <laughs> and I've I've been I've been put in my place too. So just so you know, I don't I don't have qualms about that. Um, but you still learn from things. And when I say put in my place, I still learned a lot from it. And when but yeah, here's what I learned from being put in my place. They can be doing everything right for a long time, even generationally, and still be serving Lucifer. Now that is another podcast in itself, but let's get back to this answers in Genesis thing and then wrap it up under an hour because this is a long podcast and actually a true podcast. So again, thank you for your patience. When they're going to have an occult uh, event coming up, this could be a class act case study. Because they are a powerhouse organization, an international organization. I watch Ken debate um, uh, Ed. What was his name? Ah, ah, help me! Help me! Help me! Uh, the the science guy, and that's how that's how Ken Ham got on my radar. Because I'm like anybody that's gonna just step up, and he did it such so gracefully. And and I know after that, I would actually get to I would know Ken Ham. Okay, just so you know, I would. I would see him, he would come to my church, you know, and I met him and then I'd go and, um, and then I would support him and I would look further into that ministry and what, why, and who he is and what he is and what, you know, what he built that on. And then he'd build a full size arc. I'm like, yeah, that's so cool. I'll go look at that with my own eyeballs. Yeah. That's a good place to go and put your money. So anyhow, the, there's an incredible amount of cost associated with this. You count the cost in everything, people, right? But I, I didn't take lightly once I got rolling. I mean, once, you know, I'm like, would you, well, maybe they don't know. Surely they know. You know, <laughs> you just, you get through all these different things and then you make the freaking phone call, you know, and you go, hey, do you guys know that this stuff's on your, on your branding? Do you know this stuff is on your, on the stuff you're getting mailed? Oh, our design teams, they just do whatever. Well, they shouldn't be just doing whatever. Not in these times, not in the past couple of years when you have everything being turned over and, you know, the enemy of your Bible for the answers in Genesis people and these other people or, you know, the people of the Bible, the other side, if there's one side and there's another side. Okay. Cause remember all religions lead you going anywhere. Okay. It, the Bible says there's one way and every other way is meant to keep you from finding that one way. If it's true. But you're going to have to, you're going to have to figure this out on your own. You're going to have to have a personal experience. You're going to have to have an understanding because the only way that you can believe in something is to believe in it for yourself and know. And the Bible says, if it's true, that you overcome them by the word of your testimony and the blood of the lamb. Now, what does that mean? That means a testimony cannot be shaken. Kind of like the, the, the Fox's book of martyr chapter that we did. They tortured that guy. And that's the first time I read it, obviously so badly that he, sheepishly recanted some of what he said and they did not change and who knows we don't, i'm not judging his motive you don't know because he could have got out of there and he could have been changed again and didn't assault a paul thing you don't know we don't know and i i don't even like being in pain any kind of pain okay pain is pain 
and this guy went through 11 days of that or whatever I just read. Come on. And then you have, um, and then he's like, you know, the Lord had to deal with him and some things and he just settled himself that he's going to go, he's going to go a certain way. They already from the beginning didn't. And when I say they, you need to go rehear what I said. Okay. What I just read, because I was learning while I read that the people that, that did that to him, you really need to know who those people are and what they were doing then and what they're doing now. And that's your um, times and seasons podcast thing right there. But, you know, the, he, I mean, he had to settle in himself some very, you know, some things. And when he came out, he's like, you guys, if I'm not changing my, I'm going this way and I'm not changing. I'm siding with the Wycliffe and I'm siding with the Huss. I don't know who Huss is. Um, and then I'm, I'm what are you going to do about it? And they came up with a whole another 107 accounts. I'll go back and reread that because I enjoyed it or listen to this podcast and probably choke on listening to myself. But no, I will listen to it because of that story. I want to hear it again. And when you hear things, it's good. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That little scripture right there takes your reading of the Bible to the next level. And this is something, I'm doing a bunch of sidebars, but I hope you get these little nuggets. You know, this is something that the Jew religion has down in spades. They get up there and they read that Torah. They actually read the book of the law. Okay. Now, if you understood why that is valuable, then you you would, and you were, if you were a Christian, you'd really understand why that was valuable. But the concept in the New Testament of faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God applied to what the Jew religion did, where they actually stand up and really read the Bible. If you were reading it and hearing it, you know, there's something really, I don't know, go try it. You tell me. When this gets on platforms where there's comments, I really want to see them. I apologize. I'm, I'm not there yet. It's not, it's all coming into fruition right now. I'm primarily doing the content. I just want to get the content out there so that people are thinking and, and then being able to contribute. And, but when they get on the other platforms, you'll be able to like and share this, the hosting site and the, the hosting sites are not built for that yet. So, um, thank you again for your patience. But anyway, to wrap this up, that's a lot. <laughs> Pray for answers in Genesis. If you're going to support, feel comfortable, at least in 2023, to go for an answers in Genesis and then also for um, the voice of the martyrs, you know, have something in your, in that you think is good in your front living room, other than your TV that you find valuable, you know, set it out. So cool. My neighbor that, that threw his TV out, he actually has his Bible sitting out. He has it laid open. And that's a whole nother story in itself. I think I might've covered it in one. Um, cause it's precious. It leads to, I mean, that day was a, you know, a, a, an important day when he was piling all that stuff out there. It was a precursor to some incredible things that the Lord did in my life. I'm glad that pile of trash was there. <laughs> That's my point. I did a walk of shame to it. <laughs> that's what that's what happened because that is a whole nother story of the Trojan horse. So I have things that are lined up. The the four degrees of separation and um, that'll spin off of the Halloween blast cast and the Halloween mini podcast. And that'll spin to uh, and then the Trojan horse. That'll be a Trojan horse. We're going to have a podcast series on kingdom principles, the one ones of those, you know, one one of forgiveness and why that's powerful. The one one of never be in anger, why that's powerful. Go look at the interview on uh, Mr. James in, in the podcast. That's one of the first ones that were posted. See why anger is in, in warfare, in tactics, in the spiritual world is, is you got to have a rain on it. And that's a low lying fruit. You know, if, if you were a Christian, you're aiming for that. You're aiming, you're coming from the highest heaven. Okay. That's where your kingdom and your kingdom principles come from. They got to be top down, not bottom up. Anyhow, well, I'll end it on that. There's enough to, to go for there. Thank you for listening to actually my first, this, I'm going to consider this my first actual podcast. Okay. And, um, this is named, what are we going to name this? The Bria podcast. What two to three books do you have in your front room that compete with your TV? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I don't know. 
Um, thank you for, uh, hearing my first podcast. This is definitely it. Cause I, I just kind of let loose on some of this stuff, but this was about the first two books and then add the dictionary. Okay. And then just a reading and then some other thoughts. So thank you. And I look forward to more of them. I look forward to engaging you and all and, and seeing where we take all of this. I appreciate every one of you. I'm grateful for everything. Stay grateful and, um, always keep hope and like share and support this when you can. I hope you can share this with people, share, um, and just be supportive, be supportive of things that you like, things that motivate you, that teach you that, you know, you wanted that make you want to be a better human and, um, and make you want to be a good person and definitely, you know, aim to overcome evil with good. Decide what camp you're in. And then go for it, whether you're on one side or the other. But if you're on the good side, and I'm going to choose that one, you know, let's let's go with good. And let's overcome evil with good. On that, well, on the Bria podcast, you'll find this library at http colon slash slash berea.transistor.fm. You also see them on um, a hosting site. We think hmnauthor.com for hosting them over there and whatever other hosting sites that we have because we want to make them available in different places so that you can find them and you can recommend them. And then obviously if they're going to be on platforms, other platforms, please, and other content creators, I don't know how that'll turn out, but you never know. Someone may take this and do a review on it and hate, hate, hate. Oh, that's fine too. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with opposition. <laughs> opposition... I've learned a lot from you, okay? And I will continue to learn a lot from any opposition in my life, no matter what. But that's not where my heart's coming from. That's not where my aim's coming from. My aim is, is completely different. But never, ever be concerned about your haters. You hear me? Or your opposition, because they will teach you. Thank you for teaching me. Um, and that's free. <laughs> So my point being, you never know when a content creator might do a review on you or they just post some stuff or they're motivated by some stuff. And you know what? Support them, you know, like and share and comment and just just promote the digital and the physical spheres with good community. OK, and on that, we'll end this. Thank you for visiting in my first. Actually, I didn't plan on this being like this, but this was your my first true podcast. And bye from now from Berea.